Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. What's up, everybody? Good morning. I am beat, but I am very glad to be with you. So you're probably noticing, I think I told you anyway, but you're probably noticing this is not my typical uh, home office. I am at the Embassy Suites in Hoover uh, at the SEC tournament, and I don't have my camera either, so I'm using my laptop camera, so I'm probably really grainy and fuzzy and stuff. Uh, But it is good to be with you after a very long night. A very, very long night. I am not going to go stuffy sports writer on you, though. First of all, I don't write sports, although that I think I might start just because why the heck not? Um, I don't write sports, so I'm not going to be a stuffy sports writer and complain about my late night last night. I'm not going to do that to you, okay? I am going to say, though, I'm not complaining. I swear that I'm tired. (laughs) This whole... 8.30 start, play a long baseball game thing, and then the game ends at like 11.30, and I don't get into my car until around 11.35, and then have to battle the traffic out of the park to get back to the hotel to sit down for the first time at 12.15 or so, and then having to record a podcast after that, and then my internal clock gets me up at six o'clock because that's when my son gets up usually and so I'm just kind of this is it (laughs) I'm running on fumes I'm gonna get some coffee after this uh before the Mississippi State game here in about an hour and a half but it is good to be with you guys I'm so glad that you're with me and glad that we are able to do this uh forgive me if uh forgive me for doing this right now is the I assume the audio is okay because nobody said anything Uh, Yeah, audio is good. So I might end up, you know, a little inside baseball here. I uh, I might end up just using this microphone because it does plug right into my laptop. And if if you are not noticing any quality difference, and quality is probably not the best word to use for my at home setup anyway, because of of what it all is and how much it all costed. But if this sounds just as good, then I can create a lot of room on my desk with this gigantic 20-year-old mixer I've got on there, um, I, I can maybe get rid of that and just use this bad boy. So anyway, uh, let's talk baseball, but first, but first. Today, uh, and this is not something that you really get to say ever. I don't think I've ever been able to say this before since I've been in broadcasting. Uh, it, a team in our state, playing for a national championship. The Mississippi State women's basketball team has done it, and you guys remember how incredible that was. They came up just short, but still the run uh, is something that state fans will never forget. Um, We get the same thing today, different sport, but uh, a team in the state of Mississippi is playing in a national championship today, and uh, that's the Ole Miss women's golf team. They're playing Oklahoma State 
in the national championship match play today. And um, this would be, if they can pull it off, this would be Ole Miss's first team national championship since the 60s, 1962, the football team, if I remember correctly. Uh, you've had some individuals like Braden Thornberry, the golfer, won an individual national championship. You've had other sports have individual champions, national champions. You have not had a team win one in uh, quite some time at Ole Miss. And it's just truly incredible uh, that they're going to be able to do this, especially from where they came. Uh, they've been a pretty good team all year, nationally ranked really all year long. Uh, they're a very good team. Them getting here isn't surprising. The run is still incredible, but them getting to this point is um, is not all that surprising. They're a good team. But still, especially the Texas match yesterday, when they had two matches go to 21 and 22 holes yesterday, um, and, and one of which was a freshman playing in this and making clutch putts and overcoming a, a really bad mistake at one point, hitting a layup into the water or recovering to knock it to four feet and making a putt and salvaging par on, on that hole to extend the match, stuff like that. Um, it's truly incredible. And the Golf Channel actually does a really good job covering it if you want to watch it today. You can uh, you can absolutely watch it today if you'd like. But this is not something you get to do very often. Now, I know the Mississippi State fan listening probably doesn't care about Ole Miss golf in a national championship, but... For you Ole Miss people that are, that are watching this or listening to this, whenever it may be, uh, just know that you haven't gotten to do this, a lot of you in your entire lifetime, uh, to, to watch an Ole Miss team win a national championship. There's going to be a tall task. Oklahoma State, the team they're playing today, swept Duke in the other Final Four match yesterday, won all five of their individual matches. It's going to be a challenge today for them. Uh, but this is not something you get to do very often. Uh, so soak it in. Um, and give them support because they deserve your support. Team from Mississippi is playing in a national championship today. That's pretty cool. That's uh, that's really cool. And, and I put out on Twitter uh, yesterday, just kind of thinking out loud, um, Mississippi is the most underrated golf state that I can think of. Uh, when you consider every factor, I mean, the Mississippi State women's team just went to the SEC championship they got completely screwed by the NCAA. You guys know that story. Um, you know, the Ole Miss men's team recently had a, an individual national champion. The Ole Miss women's team is playing for a national championship today. We've got a PGA Tour stop right in the heart of Mississippi, one that now gives a master's invite for the champion. Sergio Garcia won in Mississippi last year, so we've got a PGA Tour stop. And this state is producing high school players at a really high level, really high level. And, and I just kind of put out there thinking out loud uh, that we need to cover it more. And by we, I meant, you know, us and, and what we do. So I'm going to spend some time. I think that you guys care a lot. And I know there are people that cover it in, uh, in different ways. There's a, uh, an Internet friend of mine, if you will, a, a guy uh, who I follow on Twitter. And he follows me, though we've never formally met in person. But he writes golf, Will Bardwell. Uh, I know Rippy covers Mississippi golf on his newsletter. I mean, people do cover it. it it's just, um, it's not enough. Uh, we do not give this state enough credit for the way it covers the sport of golf. Uh, or, or for, excuse me, we don't give the state enough credit for how good uh, we have it in that sport. It's a niche sport. I know that. 
Um, it's not something that's going to just be front page news every day. I understand that. It's a niche thing. But Mississippi's too damn good at it for, for us to ignore it any longer. And for us, I mean me. I'm talking directly about me. This is I, There's a mirror right past uh, my computer here looking right in it. Okay, it's It starts with me. Uh, I'm going to start figuring out ways to incorporate golf coverage into what we do and what I do uh, in particular. Because there's definitely an audience for it. Maybe it's a small one, but there is one for sure. And the teams and the programs and the courses deserve to be recognized. I mean, we talk all the time about the incredible baseball atmospheres we have in this state, right? I mean, there are so many people uh, that will be here, that were here last night for the Ole Miss game, that will be here for Mississippi State at 9.30 on a Wednesday morning. There will be state fans by the thousands here today. You guys love your baseball. It's a unique situation. And obviously you love your football as well. Uh, because it's the South. Of course you do. But this is a hell of a golf state, and, and I think it's time that uh, that I start paying attention to it more, and I start covering it more. Because, to tell you the truth, I, I knew that the Ole Miss women's team was good, but I don't know much about these players. And, and I don't think a lot of you guys know much about these players. It's time to change that, I think. Especially if they're going to keep playing like this. Um, so I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that yet. I've actually, I've got my notebook here and I've actually started uh, looking at, you know, writing even just potential guests down just to have a recurring guests. Uh, we have Jim Gallagher Jr. on the radio show often, um, but just people that I can talk to, whether it be in podcast form or, or maybe written stuff or videos or whatever, but just incorporating that more into what we do because this state deserves it. These girls deserve it. The men's teams deserve it. The Sanderson Farm Championship deserves it. I love going to going to that event. I go every year. I'll definitely go this year, even though uh, the Saturday round is uh, on a very important football day. <laughs> um, but they embrace it there. They they appreciate it. They love it. Um, it's time we start start caring about it more because we've got good golf teams. Uh, good college teams, good high school players, and the PGA Tour comes right through the capital city. There's great courses on the coast. Uh, I mean, we've got it here, and I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it. Um, if you guys have any ideas, I'd love to hear from you as well um, on, on ways that we can incorporate it. What do you want to hear? Uh, do you want to hear from from club pros? Do you want to hear from tournament organizi- organizers or the coaches or players or, or something? What? I'm going to do a better job. I, I can promise you that. I will. Because uh, I think it deserves it, man. I mean, this is so cool. Think about this. Uh, JP, like you said, bring Mississippi home a national title, long overdue in team sports. I mean, this is awesome. This is awesome. The the Mississippi State women's run in basketball, when they beat UConn, that was incredible. You know, that, that was so awesome. And, yes, Arike Ogumbawale, if I'm saying her name correctly, uh, ruin the chance at a national championship, but that run was amazing. Um, that's happening here. It's happening this week as well. Um, and so obviously, you know, you, you hope they pull it off. Uh, winning a national championship is just not something that we do a whole lot around here. So, uh, so good for them. Kyle's asking, do I think Mississippi State is making a mistake not going with a weekend starter versus Florida? I, I do not. 
I don't think they're making a mistake, especially since they're in the double elimination portion of it. Uh, they can lose today and not go home. The, the decision was a little bit different for Ole Miss yesterday, and more on that in a second. Um, no, I don't think they're, uh, they're, they're making a mistake at all. You guys know me, though. I, I'm a little bit different um, than even people that I work with on what I think the value of winning in the SEC tournament really is. And if Chris Lamonis wants to keep his, his two solid starters anyway, uh, in McLeod and Bednar, if he wants to keep them on their regular schedule, if he doesn't want to alter their schedule at all, since they pitched last Thursday, if he wants them to wait until Thursday because there's a week between starts during the season, I think that that is more important uh, than winning this game today against Florida. If he thinks keeping them on schedule will help them, then that's what they should do. I don't think Mississippi State can gain anything this week. I'm sure they could probably like move up the seat or whatever. I don't think Mississippi State can gain anything this week, and I don't think they're losing anything this week. There's not really a whole lot on the line for them aside from winning the tournament, and winning the tournament's a great thing. Don't get me wrong. But if he thinks that altering their routine will have any at all, any negative effect, don't do it. Then don't do it. Um, I, I fully support this decision. Um, see, Kyle, I, I actually, I disagree with that. Kyle says uh, we have to lock up a national seed with a couple wins. I think it's already locked up. I do. I think it's already locked up. Um, but even if it's not, uh, I'm still okay with this because you'll have your full arsenal, basically, um, in your elimination game tomorrow, should you lose. But I'm not all that confident that Mississippi State's going to lose today anyway. Uh, I think they can beat Florida without McLeod and Bednar today. So I think keeping them on routine is more important if if that's why Lamonis is doing this uh, than forcing them to throw a day early in a game that I don't think you gain a whole lot by winning. But that's just me. I mean, I, I'm different than some people. Um, I, I don't think winning here uh, is all that important. Uh, yeah, and Florida is, is throwing a pretty good arm today. But um, the season's not on the line here, and so – I wouldn't change. Um, I wouldn't change my approach and, and the rest times and stuff like that if I didn't have to. Especially because last week, um, he—I don't want to call it stretching his guys because they didn't really have high pitch counts last week. But for the first time this season, uh, McLeod and Bender went deeper into a game on purpose. I mean, Chris Lamonis actually use them the way I assume he intends on using them next week and beyond in the postseason, getting them deeper into a game. So that was the first time this season he really kind of stretched them. And so keeping them on a regular rest is probably something that he's got in the back of his mind uh, as well. Uh, we have another message that says, uh, we have Tanner Allen. All other things can sometimes slide a little. Um, no, I, I hear you. And, and other things can happen around you. I, I don't... I don't believe that wins in Hoover are counted the same as regular season wins. Actually, I know that that's, that's not the case. Um, it can help, but I don't, I don't think that State will hurt if they do happen to lose today. And we'll see if they do. I, I, I'm not convinced that they're just going to lose today because they're not throwing McLeod and Bedner. I'm not convinced of, of that at all. Um, but we'll see. That game here. Hour and 10 minutes uh, away. I got a long day coming up. See, Haydad didn't go to 
to the Ole Miss game last night. He he went to bed early or something. I don't know what the hell Richard Cross was doing. Um, but uh, I, I was out there uh, to see the last pitch of the Ole Miss game, and I'm going to be out there to see uh, Mississippi State in Florida today and then another late night for Ole Miss, and uh, we'll just keep on rolling. Um, it's a cool event here, though. I, I'm I'm – I'm excited to be here, JP. I am. I, am, I promise you, man. I am not uh, not complaining. Uh, just running on fumes a little bit. Just uh, just running on fumes. So Mississippi State in Florida will be uh, again nine thirty coming up here in about an hour and ten minutes. Uh, I've got to get going. Uh, not too terribly long from now. Alabama and Tennessee will be the one o'clock game, and then Georgia, Arkansas, and then of course Ole Miss and Vanderbilt is the nightcap tonight. Um, I think everything's locked up. I think Ole Miss with the win last night, and, and we'll get to that right now, I, I think there was no reason to sweat anyway. But if you were one of those people that kind of had doubt, well, I don't I don't know. if I don't know. You know now. They're hosting a regional. It's over. It is absolutely over. Ole Miss got a 7-4 to four win over Auburn uh, in, in a late game uh, last night. Uh, not as late as I thought it was going to be. We were way behind schedule after game two, and then game three went pretty quick. And uh, Ole Miss was able to start about what, 40 minutes after the scheduled time. So that was good. But uh, they get a win nonetheless, and Doug Nikhazy threw, and that was a point of contention for a lot of you Ole Miss fans yesterday. Uh, the news broke on Monday. We talked about it some on Monday show, and um, every text we got was negative, every single one. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, of course, obviously, going into the game, and all but one message we got from listeners was negative. People hated, hated uh, that decision to throw Nikhazy yesterday. And uh, if you listened, I said yesterday that if you're going to throw him, then you have to not extend him. Because I didn't like the 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 decision, and it worked out just fine, obviously. Um, shows what I know. So I'm not making a million bucks to coach baseball. But uh, that decision uh, was one that, that I didn't particularly love because I think what's more important is having him rested for next weekend. But if you're going to throw him, don't stretch him. And I think, um, I think Mike Bianco made the right decision. He threw him. And throwing to Casey last night, I mean, that – well, Ole Miss wins the game because that's what they do when Doug is on the mound. And um, he didn't extend him. He wasn't laboring at all in the sixth. Uh, I mean, was under 100 pitches. He abs- If this was next weekend, if last night was next weekend, he'd have gone out for the seventh and probably the eighth because uh, he wasn't really laboring. It was hot last night and kind of muggy, but he didn't look like he was struggling at all. Um, and... Bianco still made the decision to not roll him out in the eighth. He could have. He would have been justified in doing so, honestly, but he went to Brandon Johnson instead, and I think that was the right move. So Nikhazy got to pitch, although on short rest. Now he's got 10 days off. He's got 10 days off after a night where he didn't really labor. I mean, you saw him after the game. Hell, he was running around the dugout, messing around, swinging a towel. Like He, he was all good. He, he wasn't tired at all. He could have kept going. But I think Mike Bianco made the right call. If you got to pitch him, don't extend him. And he did not extend him last night. I think that was the right move at the right time. I even put it on Twitter. I said, this has got to be his last inning, right? And uh, that ended up absolutely being the case. And it uh, got a little funky there for a while. Uh, Johnson should have gotten out of the inning. There was a really 
I don't know if it was a bad call. It was kind of a borderline call, but it should have been a strike three call to end the inning. Ending stays alive, and Auburn uh, added a couple of hits and scored a couple of runs, and then uh, Johnson got pulled after just two-thirds of an inning. I did find it interesting, though, that that was the first arm that Bianco went to out of the pen, uh, kind of like to set up Taylor Broadway. I liked that decision because although it's not like Johnson is some kind of sure thing, because he, he's not a sure thing at all uh, for, for Ole Miss. But they don't have any sure things outside of Taylor Broadway in the bullpen. And even at times, he's been inconsistent. I mean, it's not like he's been 100% like full-on, all good. Broadway's going to shut this down. That hasn't always been the case, but he is their most reliable bullpen arm. Um, I actually liked that decision as well. Going to Brandon Johnson, because the bullpen is filled with guys that are unreliable, inconsistent, um, have gotten shelled at different times during uh, the season. So why not go to the guy with elite stuff at least? And I don't even know if the, the stuff is elite, but he's 95 to 97 with a breaking pitch that he can throw for strikes. I mean, that speed looks like it's a little flat, but I mean, no nobody else in your bullpen can throw like that, and they've all gotten shelled at one time or another. And in some cases, they get shelled every time they're – put out there so why not just go with the guy who's got 95 to 97 with an off-speed pitch Um, maybe that'll be the case next weekend and if they get past next weekend but I think that it was an interesting decision there using him as the setup as opposed to really anybody else in the bullpen that's Ole Miss's best option and um that, that's that's probably hard to stomach for Ole Miss fans that that is their best option out of the pen, but that's their best option outside of Taylor Broadway. Nobody else can throw like that. So you might as well give it a shot because if he gets hit, so what? The sample size tells you that everybody else would have gotten hit as well. So you might as well throw the guy that can touch 97, probably can get up to 98 in the right circumstances, who can throw a breaking pitch for strikes. Why not give him a shot? Uh, because nobody else in the bullpen can throw like that, and nobody else in the bullpen has been effective, really, at all. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, you could probably use Broadway again at some point uh, this weekend, maybe even today if you'd like. You, box score says 28 pitches. I think he got into the 30s, but not not much. It was like 32. Uh, so he's still available. And uh, all good. So you get a win. Dunhurst hit a bomb. Uh, Jacob Gonzalez is a really mature hitter for a freshman. And uh, he's a superstar already. He's just, he's just an absolute superstar already. JP, yeah, Southern Miss gets started tonight in the Conference USA Tournament. Uh, Western Kentucky, I think it's 7.30 tonight uh, for Southern Miss. They've got, they've got to win the Conference USA if they want to host. I think that's really what it comes down to. Very likely going to be a two-seed, probably in Starkville. And uh, Mississippi State is going to hate seeing them as their two because Southern Miss can really play and really pitch it. Uh, but that'll be fun as hell, especially uh, for the content side of things. That's going going to be just just a lot of fun. So, and then JP says LSU uh, sent home on a Tuesday for the first time since 05. He says he loves it. Yeah, man, there are a lot of LSU fans that are here, and uh, most of them apparently are just going to stick it out. But uh, pulmonary is going to be done. That's it. I mean, and maybe they'll they'll make the postseason. They're, they're going to make the postseason. Uh, but pulmonary is going to be done. A huge job, huge job in college baseball is going to be open uh, here very soon. 
Um, I've had multiple people ask me if LSU goes after Bianco. I don't think that they will make him their first candidate. If I were LSU, I'd make Tony Vitello tell me no 50 times before I moved on. That's just me. Um, maybe they do go after Bianco. I don't know. You know, bring bring the alum home, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I, I do not know. But I know that LSU is going to have an opening. And it's coming here very soon. And that's one of the best college baseball jobs in the country. I mean, I don't know how many better jobs there are than that one. Probably a very small list if one exists at all. So That would make Tony Vitello tell me no about a hundred times. That's where I'd start. But that's just me. James says Walker power game one. Yeah, I mean, Southern Miss is going to play this. I mean, really just like a weekend, I suppose. Because uh, they, they've got they've got to win the tournament if they want to host a regional. And, of course, you want to win the tournament because you want to win your conference. But um, they cannot afford to do anything other than put their best foot forward every night if they want to uh, be a host. They've got to win. At least, you know, Pittsburgh's eliminated. So of the 20, there's really only 19 uh, that could be a, be a host now because Pittsburgh might not even make the tournament, which underscores how stupid it was for the NCAA to hamstring themselves and only have 20 teams that you can choose from. It was always stupid, uh, but that's the NCAA for you. So, anyway, uh, we'll see to the top and uh, and all that good stuff. I will be back with you tomorrow talking more baseball, uh, but watch uh, watch that national championship today. You guys just uh, – you don't get to do this very often. Uh, so, I will be um, – I'll be locked in. And, uh, no, JP, I didn't. Actually, I have to go seek those out because I did not hear what Palmineri had to say after, uh, after the game. Uh, I need to go find that, though. But – Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I'm going to see if this might be the, the the way to go moving forward instead of my big mixer and that terrible microphone. So, um, And, JP, you're right. Southern Miss is I – mean, they're prepared for four games. Uh, they can handle that. They are uh, more, more than prepared for that exact scenario. So it was a weird decision for the Conference USA to go to four-game weekends. It, it just it didn't really – make a whole lot of sense. I don't understand that. I mean, COVID was the reason, but I didn't understand that. But now, come regional play, Southern Miss is going to be set up and ready for a four-game weekend if need be, where most everybody else, whoever they're going to play, will not be. So at least there's that benefit. Thank you guys for tuning in. Always glad that you are with me in the, uh, in the, the road studio here. Uh, the embassy in, in Hoover, Alabama. So thank you guys so much again for tuning in. Always glad that you're with me. Thank you for making this a part of your day. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, podcast feed, follow me on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff. And uh, I am going to get some coffee and uh, go watch some more baseball. So you guys have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Talk Mississippi Media Production.